0: Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Raya. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group in San Jose, and I edit and publish the website, theweeklydriver.com, since 2004. My friend and co-host on our podcast is Bruce Aldrich, and today we have on Alessandro Baroni, and he is the founder of the Hypercar Invitational, a very creative idea to um, raise money uh, from the Bay Area chapter of Make a Wish Foundation. So, Alessandro, thanks for being on our podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me. Sure. This is
0: uh, exciting. Sure, it is. It's, it's a fun new thing for us. We've been doing it for about four years now, and we get to talk to all kinds of people in, in the automotive space. So, it's uh, it's we, we learn every week from someone like you who's doing something uh, special. So, I guess a good launching place would be, could you tell us about your idea that you had and um, how it came to be? And now I think, I believe you're going to be in your fourth year coming up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess needless to say, I love cars. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome.
0: That's a big club we're all in. Yes. Perfect.
1: Yeah. 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 And um, it's, it's a, it's a big uniting uh, force for, for all of us when we are cars and coffee or an auto show you see the twinkle in the other person's eye, and you're like, oh man, we, we share something in common there. You bet. Um, I went to, I mean, I just like going to auto shows and just seeing some of the new cars. I was at Geneva Auto Show, I think, in 2018, and I was uh, lucky enough to just go in and chat with some of the founders of the different companies who were there, and I realized how much time they were spending, really, with you know the thousands and thousands of people that wanted to come there and talk, and I thought... Maybe there's a better way for some of these, especially the smaller, we'll call them boutique car companies, to be able to connect with their real prospects. I mean, I'm an enthusiast, so I, I totally get loving cars and possibly not having the money to buy all the cars we love. But from the perspective of these car companies, I thought maybe there's, there's a more efficient way. And of course, in England, there's Goodwood Festival of Speed, which is probably, to me, one of the most successful marketing concepts that there is. And I thought, we really need something like this in the US. But obviously, when you, you're just doing this by yourself, you start very, very small. And I had some very good friends in Atlanta who I shared this idea with. They all had some car collections. And we hosted the first Hypercar Invitational um, at Road Atlanta in um, 2019. And we brought in some driving pros like Randy Popes, who very kindly just uh, you know elected to come. And we just shared driving impressions and, and, and kept it very small, but tried to film it. And we got a really positive response on YouTube. People said, wow, I really love the feeling of kind of the average person being in and around some of these cars with somebody like Randy Popes and hearing the differences in, in driving perceptions. And the car companies seemed to respond. And we, we had some people reaching out saying, look, this is pretty cool concept. We'd like to do it with you. And uh, I live in California, so, uh, you know, I've been dreaming about Laguna Seca since I was a kid, actually, in Italy. And so I said, wow, there's one place that you can really do this, and this is Laguna Seca. So in 2019, uh, I'm sorry, in 2020, that's where we started. And it's been growing since. Uh, it's it's really hard to start something very new. It takes a lot of explaining and convincing, especially to car companies, that they should come and spend their money in a totally new concept, but, uh, little by little, we're doing it. And it's been an incredibly fun process this year. It'll be, um, if I have the
0: dates correctly, June, uh, 10th through 12th at Laguna Seca. And, uh, it's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's make a wish and uh, everybody knows that that's a phenomenal organization. And I think last year I saw a reference to raising $70,000, which sounds fantastic also, um, so what's on tap, a good overview of what's on tap, um, uh, for, for this summer.
1: Yeah. So it, when we moved it to California, the, that was kind of the first thought it's like, okay, we have this very small event. We, we don't simply have the money to have an, an audience yet, but we got to do something positive of value either for the local community or just somebody at large. Right. And I was thinking about the parallels of the dream come true of, of being able to drive certain cars, And then how, as a kid, you can't even imagine that you might meet people like, I don't know, Horacio Pagani or certain others who, you know, really are are the people you look up to when you love cars. And I thought, okay, how do we transfer this to this idea of making some dreams come true? So um, we got in touch with Make-A-Wish Greater Barrier. And luckily, the, the CEO of this chapter took a risk, took a gamble on us and said, okay, sure. We'll do something with you. Obviously, it's, it's quite complex to work with these larger, well-known charitable organizations. But Betsy said, look, my son loves cars. So I'll give you guys a chance. And what we did first primarily is, is raise money for Make-A-Wish. Um, this has not been a, you know, a, a money-making engagement. This has been passion and raising money for charity. And, and, of course, the business aspect of it is coming. But you really have to start with the right foot. So this year, um, we do a few different things to raise money. One is we obviously wanted to raise more than $70,000. We have some you know, very well-heeled collectors coming to our event, and they all said, look, we, we love this, the feeling of what you've created. This is authentic. So this year, the donation is actually built into the ticket price. So we know that we're going to get a donation from every single guest, and we hope to really blow the pants off last year's raise. But also, the idea was we want to enable people who can't maybe attend Hypercar Invitational because they don't have a certain type of car, to be able to come into the event. And the inspiration there was, um, if you remember Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Golden Ticket.
0: You bet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that really stuck with with me, and I said, I want to. Give the feeling of the golden ticket because I'm living it right now with this event. So other people should feel it. And what we did last year, very simply, is we put uh, these uh, passenger opportunities on Instagram. We said, look, you can ride around with the king of Laguna Seca, Randy Popes, in a McLaren Senna with which he broke the track record. You just have to donate on our Instagram. And it's not like we have a big team and people just put in the comments the number that they were willing to bid. By the end of the auction, I called them or I texted them on Instagram and I said, OK, get on a plane and, and come here. And we did really well with that. We we had a McLaren F1 ride along. We had Senna GTR ride alongs. We had Porsche 962 by Koenig ride alongs, all kinds of stuff and raised a good amount of money there, too. So this year, we're really ramping that up. And all of our guests with amazing cars are saying, sure, I'll take some passengers for a ride. And um, so we we're going to put this auction on Instagram. Uh, sometime around end of April, and it'll run through mid-May, and 100% of those proceeds go to Make-A-Wish, obviously. I hope to do my share um,
0: in in the marketing world. Um, I do write a a Sunday print and online automotive column for the San Jose Mercury and the East Bay Times in in Walnut Creek, and I kind of can't wait to dig in. It's not about me so much, but the idea is so good that uh, I'll do my share, of course. But uh, here on our podcast, Bruce, you're up. You have
2: a. Oh, it sounds like a lot of fun down there. Um, it sounds like you're going to have, um, at least in the past, you've had like a Seizinger, Pagani, McLaren, Porsche, Bugatti. What, what do you have uh, this year?
1: Um, <laughs> we have quite a few. Our focus is to stay with the smaller companies as much as possible, right? Um, I mean, I love. Ferrari. But for now, we're trying to bring in smaller companies again, like Zinger. Um, They're doing something really amazing in in the world of manufacturing and automotive. Um, We have Zenvo, which is actually a Danish company, and they're going to be doing the the world unveiling of their next hypercar. Um, We will have Pagani again. We have a presence from um, Tesla Unplugged, So they're going to be bringing their Pikes Peak car. Randy Popes is actually going to be doing the shakedown for Pikes Peak and going directly from our event over to theirs. Um, We are going to be working with Lucid also. Great. And possibly Remock. Some of this stuff is is still just being decided. Um, But um, we haven't just rented Laguna Seca. We also worked a lot with um, Salinas. And we've rented out Salinas Airport, which is uh, a really awesome undertaking. It it took a lot of work, a lot of coordination by a lot of good people. But uh, we're going to do some high-speed runs and film them and make it a bit like a Top Gear episode because we're going to have Sean Tucker, who's one of the world's foremost aerobatic pilots, flying very low along the runway. And our guests are going to be able to do top-speed runs in full safety with a plane flying right next to them, and uh, we're really trying to create something cool and exciting and different. So there's all kinds of stuff happening.
2: Is that like was he was Sean Tucker the one that flew with uh, Travis Pastrana in that video that he did? The yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's some pretty that's, <laughs> that's make, a wish, that's for, that, for that's make a wish for big Holy boys. That's make a wish for big boys. I love that, Bruce. Good yeah. for you,
0: Alessandro. With all this knowledge and and passion you have, and of course your your great name. Um, What is your background with the automotive world? Were you born in Italy and was your family involved in automotive um, things? So how about your background?
1: So yes and no. I I was born in Milan, Italy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been in the U.S. uh, 25 years. Um, I I actually lived in England many years, so I used to have a British accent, and that just evaporated, much to my wife's disappointment. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, So, um... um, but um, when I was a kid... Uh, you know, and everybody has some different formative reason why they, they like something. But when I was a kid, I lived literally within earshot of the uh, Monza uh, racetrack. The yes. And, and you know, you can't explain these things. I just that that made the the, the hair of my neck stand on end. Mm-hmm. And I see it in my, my two year old today. He literally goes crazy for cars. So there's something there. But I don't know if it's being Italian. I think it's just cars. You know, it's cars do it to us. Um, but I know I have zero connections to the automotive, automotive, industry. In fact, when you start something like this, there's a, there's a huge imposter syndrome because you're like, well, why should I be pulling off something like this when others haven't? Right. And th- to be honest, from a business perspective, there's a lot of people that are telling you, dude, you're crazy. This is, <laughs> this, makes no, this makes no sense. I mean, all along the way. Right. Yes. But it's like anything else. If you just, essentially, if you just don't stop you just can't fail, right? Because you, you haven't stopped. That's right. So if there's failure, if you haven't recognized it, but along the way, people join your tribe. And um, all, I, all I offer is, I mean, a, a somewhat deep understanding of, of the car world. I really spend a lot of time reading and talking to people. And, and over time, I've, I've created some contacts as an adult with, with founders of small car companies. And people have given me a chance to offer their opinion, and I've done some little bit of test driving here and there. But no, I'm a complete outsider to the car industry, and maybe that perspective helps. I'm not sure, but um, this has all been put together, phone call by phone call, text message by text message, reaching out to people who normally, you know, might not have talked to me. And um, and little by little, it's people are calling you back, and that's how you start
0: i've ne- I've never heard the term uh, imposter syndrome before i'm I'm kind of wishing I hadn't heard the term because sometimes I completely understand what you're saying it's a good one, a good one. Bruce go ahead Al-
2: Alessandro do you have a hypercar yourself no no I don't if you um, did
1: what, what what would you uh, what do you like what you, what fancies you oh man you you, you everything know <laughs> that's, you know that's the toughest question in the world okay um I'll say this it, 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 there's so many amazing cars right, right. but I have a pretty strong belief that it's much more fun to drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow. Um, throughout the, this event, I mean, I, four years ago, I wouldn't have believed I'm saying this, but I've probably driven more special, not just hypercars, but also some crazy classics On the track at speed than than some journalists and i it's just been an amazing and humbling and and awesome experience but what i've learned is i don't i I don't have i'm a decent driver but i just don't have the capacity to really feel what these cars can do whereas a smaller car something in the 400 max max uh, 500 horsepower range to me is really enjoyable and the the most fun car i owned was a porsche 981 spider and I sold it because I had a kid. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Good for you. Smart man. But that is such an enjoyable car. That is really one of, one of the best. Um, uh, as far as today, if I had a dream car, um, there's one guy that I'm really, really admiring everything he's doing. And that's uh, Jim Glickenhaus. He's, you know, building the cars with the character and the racing pedigree and the features that really we all want and so uh today if i could buy a car let's say under the million dollar range somehow it would be um the 004s by jim glickenhouse which is to me one of the most beautiful cars it's got a central driving position like like a f one had it's got a manual it's got amazing looks and it's got a racing agree it's it's racing at Le Mans and um that's that's it to me today that is the car to buy
2: that that would
0: be a nice one that'd be a nice one uh
1: what, what are your uh, um
2: the you, you call them well heeled um uh, not buyers but uh collectors I'm sorry mm-hmm. um yeah. your your collectors what do they think about the new electrics are are they uh all over them or or not so much what's your feel what's your take on this transition as we go to electric
1: yeah, yeah, I've got to tread carefully here because some of these car companies are, you know, essentially our customers now, right? Sure, sure. But but, but to look at it, you know, as objectively as possible, um, I think we're getting this feeling that electric cars are amazing commute vehicles and and are unobtrusive and they really work well for what they do. However, uh, having driven some some really, really, like, nauseatingly fast <laughs> hypercars and prototypes recently, I will say that if you're missing the vibration and then the sound, I think we all think it's a sound, but if you're missing the vibration of an engine, some little neuron in your brain is not firing. And I, we don't know what these guys think yet, because a lot of these, like the Pininfarina Battista, like the Rimac Nevera, like the Aspark Owl. All these cars in the 1,500 to 2,000 horsepower range really haven't been tested by the public yet. Um, so we don't know what people think. But I think the market is speaking, right? Every time that anybody can buy an internal combustion car with a naturally aspirated engine, it's a cliche, but people go crazy, right? Um, if you look at the, the GT4 RS, right, everybody's trying to buy the, the ultimate Mid engine road based sports car because they know the next one's electric. And I've got a feeling that car companies may need to somehow reevaluate the customer appetite for electric in the sports car realm. I think
2: that's a you good answer You might be right vibration, sound. Yes. And then there's the smells too. Yeah. <laughs> the various senses. That's right. Are these hypercars running on uh, pump fuel, or do do some of the guys run racing fuel, or do you know?
1: Everything that we've had has been um, road-based cars. Funny enough, by far the most exciting car I've ever, ever driven. I mean, I would kill to have this experience again. was the only car that came last year which ran on jet fuel, which was the Helmet TX.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Jet fuel, huh? Jet fuel, gosh.
1: (laughs) It was because it, it had a jet engine in it, right wow. yeah. and um, it was utterly amazing so the, the the owner is is a really just just he could just collect the coolest cars in the world including our logo car which is the Isdera Comendatore he's got a, a Stratus type 0 he just just he really has the perfect taste oh the, one of the original roof yellowbirds, which we drove on track and and just just had the most amazing time but so he's got all these amazing cars but the helmet tx was first of all it required a 35 minute we'll call it pre-launch session to understand how to drive it (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) i i I have a youtube channel but only for like personal use we don't curate it but i i had to record the mechanics entire explanation because basically the jet engine is always fighting you so when you're braking you need to brake against the thrust of the engine. So we were at Laguna Seca and you ride old school with the mechanic that just crammed up next to you so you don't you know, kill yourself. And we're going into turn two at Laguna Seca. And he said brake and I'm like, yeah, yeah, look, I've done this many times. But the force with which we had to apply the brakes and the brakes worked, right? But just the jet was fighting you. And then once you got this thing up to speed, the feeling of this car is like nothing else. And, you know, obviously no gears, but, and, and I guess it didn't have vibration. So I'm kind of, I'm doing what I said before, but it, (laughs) that was the most fun thing I've ever driven. And that, that beats anything else.
0: Alessandro, uh, this is a little bit of a diversion, but you have a, uh, in my opinion, you have a wonderful speaking voice. Are you a communicator in some way? Do you work in the, in the media? Do you have a radio talk show? Do you have a late night jazz show? You have a really (laughs) nice speaking voice. (laughs)
1: Thank you. No, yeah. no, nothing like that. Nothing okay. like
0: that. No. Um I was going to ask uh, back to the main subjects here. If if a person hears our podcast or they happen to come across your your marketing of this event and they want to sign up and be invo- involved, whether they have a vehicle or not, is it just going to be sensory overload for for the time? What are, what what are they going to experience um, in in general terms? You can't speak individually, but. Well, it's
1: invitational. It's
0: invitational. So what what would a person experience?
1: Okay. So we we use the word invitational because initially, right, you you have to curate the guest list. Yes. And our goal...
0: Don't invite any journalists. They're bottom feeders. (laughs) They'll ruin the whole thing. Go go ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our goal is to obviously make this this public. Like I said, the the vision, and you need to have these crazy dreams, otherwise they don't come true. The vision is to become the U.S. Goodwood Festival of Speed. But you've got to start out really, really small. So we invite guys that have verified collections and guys that obviously the car company guys and girls, I'm sorry, absolutely. there's just there's some girls that had some amazing cars last year. Um, we invite guys that the the car companies really want to meet. The goal is to create a feedback loop. So what you know, we did these these Google surveys after the event last year, and we said, what was the thing that was the favorite for you? And the number one thing was actually, I felt like an industry insider. I learned things that I can't read anywhere else. I saw conversations and I was part of conversations with execs in car companies that I never dreamed I could be part of. Um, I'll give you an example which really was exciting. We had Kevin Zinger who is again uh, the founder of, um, of, of Zinger in LA. They are the leaders in additive alloy prototyping or manufacturing. They build this, the car that actually just broke the Laguna Seca track record at our event last year. And Kevin is pretty much a genius. I mean, he's really, really, really technical. Built all of this himself. It's amazing. Well, he was talking about the values of uh, quickly switching machinery and tooling, and not the not having the need for tooling when you're doing manufacturing. And the um, the CEO of the uh, American Bugatti was there, and they were talking about some of the merits of carbon fiber. And there was a and not a heated, but there was a very real unscripted conversation across the room with these two guys. And everybody was really in awe, like with their mouths, you know, <laughs> their hands over their mouths. Yes. Not like, not like when, when Will Smith punches somebody at the, at the Oscar. <laughs> more, of a, more of an excited, this is so cool, this is happening kind of. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'd say that that's probably the number one thing that we're trying to create. We're bringing the executives, the designers, the engineers of these car companies to speak with our guests and have a, you know, a real interaction over three days. That explains it. That's
0: great. Go ahead.
1: The second part uh, we got in our surveys was this feels like an automotive dreamland because we had just the craziest cars, again, from a jet car to hypercars to, you know, um, open exhaust Ferrari F50s, uh, FXX cars. Um, I was offering charity laps in a Koenig C62, which is a Porsche 962-derived road car, which uh, was very generously donated to us for the event. I mean, it, it was literally pinch yourself-type stuff, and I'm still I'm not jaded by it at all. And I think everybody else that, that came there said, "Look, I've been to luxury events. I've been to all kinds of stuff. This is crazy, right?" And so we hope to recreate that environment, um, and, and again, really want to open it up to the public ASAP. The the reason we haven't yet in full transparency is creating a public event with spectators at Laguna Seca is a financial undertaking that we are not, we just can't do yet. It is, it's a massive, you know, IndyCar level event. So you have to, you can't do that yet. But we, we work, we working on it.
0: Well, thanks for that clarity. I, I was a little unsure there, but now I have it. I
2: do like the, you mentioned the engineers. I, I really uh, appreciate when I go to functions where there's actually engineers there, that will talk about the brakes or the, you know, what have you, the suspension versus the, the sales guys are sales guys, right? You know, they have the answer for everything, but you, you don't really know. But an engineer, it's a good story when you hear them talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if some of these you know, companies, the engineer is the founder. For example, if you speak with uh, Ben Schaefer from Unplugged Performance, they run the uh, basically the performance arm of Tesla and they are doing the Pikes Peak car. I mean, Ben is there wrenching on the car and the, the crowd isn't overwhelming. So you can just walk up to him and say, how do you guys do this? And you, you can just sit down and have a conversation. And, and that's that's amazing.
0: Yeah, for somebody who has a passion in hypercars, that's yeah, that's that's nirvana. The ultimate, yeah. That's the ultimate. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> Can you tell us about the
2: track days? Who's on the track? What cars uh, do you are you giving rides? How, how's that all going on?
1: Yeah. So, so the first day on the Friday, we are we're at the airport. And um, we're doing some high-speed runs and things like that. Saturday and Sunday, uh, again, working very closely with um, Monterey County and and a lot of very nice people and, again, the CEO of Make-A-Wish, we were able to lock down two unlimited sound days at Laguna Seca. And <clears throat> people may not know what an achievement that is. It's It was next to impossible, especially on a weekend, especially in the middle of the summer. So what that does is it brings out the loudest cars that people – never thought they could drive. Like we had you know, a guy from South America fly up a, a Zonda R, because he'd never been able to drive it to Laguna Seca uh, without sound limits. So we split up the sessions. It's not this intense track day like you might normally have.
0: Uh-huh. This
1: is a lot more relaxed. There's a lot of downtime, a lot of people enjoying uh, other owners' cars and sitting around talking. So we split up the sessions basically by driving ability for safety and by type of car. Last year the sessions were called Hypercar One, and these were, you know, guys who have, uh, you know, La Ferraris and McLaren P1s and Pagani Zondas, and really knew how to drive them. These guys were in the 140s to 130s uh, around Laguna, almost record-setting pace. It was actually incredible.
0: Wow, okay, that's yeah. something, yeah. I, then I've we been... had Hyper. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say when you every time you say Laguna Seca. I, I have to you use the term pinch myself. Having been there so many times, I tend to forget how really special it is, you know, from the corkscrew to the turn two to everywhere. It's just uh I need a reminder sometimes when I'm there just how special a place it really is.
1: Oh when 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 I moved to the US, um I was basically still, you know, I was a kid, like not even in high school, the first place I wanted to see was the corkscrew, which I only knew as the Kachavite. I didn't know it was called the Corkscrew. <laughs> oh,
0: you say that well. Thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, my dad and I would talk about the cachavite, and I was like, what is it like? Do you just drop, like, four floors? Like, I really had no idea. I thought it was like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And I think some genius put it in a video game long time ago, and so it's always been the, the one track in the video games you go to first, right? So... I mean, California is the mecca of cars, and Laguna Seca, probably next to Monza, is one of the meccas of of, of racetracks. So yes, having it here, you can never forget how special it is. That's you. right. I also
0: interrupted so, you. You were saying something else as well. So please continue. It was track
1: day. Oh, uh, track so, yeah. days, yes. Yeah. So so the other group we we just called it hypercar two. The name doesn't reflect it. It was everything from. You know, F40s. To uh, we had a Lamborghini Diablo, which which uh, lasted like three laps before the brakes were on fire. Um, <laughs> and we had uh, we had uh, you know like a slant nose 930 Turbo. We had um, one of the original uh, roof yellowbirds, which um, I was taking guests around in. And that man, people talk about 911s and talk about analog driving. When you have a car like that with just just bite you levels of boost that just comes on, and no ABS and no traction control, first of all, you drive slowly because you can never pay to replace it. But also, you really say, oh, wow, I actually care what the tires are doing now. Like, you really know that there's a little bit of slip in the front, and you get that beautiful, like, Porsche bobbing as you're trying to find traction on the front, and then you get... This really milky torque when you're at speed that comes out, it it, it was amazing. So we had all of these kinds of cars in that group. Um, Then, of course, people want to bring their race cars. So we had LMP cars, we had anything on slicks. That was its own session. And then we had uh, basically 60s classics, um, you know, Maserati 200S and and a bunch of, of older cars. And then we also had, uh, uh, how would you say it, mono brand or one brand. So we had nine Bugatti Chirons on track. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yes, it was, it was special. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: And, if, and, of course, to add to that, um, the off hours when it's not tracked, there's all kinds of, um, you know, nice dining and things to do and social hours. And, you know, all that's part of the, part of the experience as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's what we try to do. We, it's not a track day. It's definitely an event where car companies want to come meet people who matter in the, in the automotive buying world. They want to hear what they have to say because either they're launching a new car there or they're about to launch a new car. And they want to hear really what these guys who, who have big collections want to say, right, because they matter.
0: Yes. So,
1: so the, the dinners and the social hours are, are this fantastic feedback loop. Yes. where you just get to see who's who and what's what and uh, and they all get to chat in a very relaxed environment.
0: Great.
2: Now, do, do you also have some oh uh, Jay Leno type people that are part of
1: part of the crowd? These owners? Um, we had we had a, a, a one or two, but never Jay Leno. <laughs> I see. I I actually would I had it in mind to say, look, this is the kind of place where, you know, a Jay Leno or a Jerry Seinfeld could come because we don't say who they are. Sure. We don't we don't publish our, our list and they're never on camera. And most of the guys there are are, you know, pretty relaxed about meeting some of these guys. So we really are trying to create an event where somebody like that could just come and enjoy themselves. But um Maybe one day he'll find out about it, and he wants to drive up the coast and meet us. It hasn't happened yet, though. That's
0: great. Sure. Um, just to Thank cover you. a couple of quick bases, uh, if someone wanted to find out more about what you, you guys have, a, a pretty good social media presence. Can you tell us where people could, um, you know, yeah. check you guys out, please? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, of course. So um, we try to put out because it, it's it's by the way, filming things, editing things. I had no idea how expensive and, and how you know, time consuming they are, but we try to put out some overview videos on our YouTube channel, which is just Hypercar Invitational, which gives an idea of what the event is. Yes. Um, we have an Instagram, which is um, sometimes I'm posting on it. Sometimes people from our, our media team are posting on it. And, and that's just, that's just for fun. And if somebody, you know, has an interest, um, they can hit us up on our website, hypercarinvitational.com or just uh, inquiries at hypercarinvitational.com. Dot com and we are going to be doing the um, I can't call it a Willy Wonka and the Golden Ticket but we're going to be doing our, our Golden Ticket auctions for passenger rides which will grant people access to the event on Sunday as well as uh, an experience and, and these are going to be really cool things happening so um, hopefully we, we find ways to get more people like us in, you know real enthusiasts who just want to enjoy the cars great. and that's, that's my goal it's
2: a great opportunity yeah
0: Alessandro, that's uh, in the last half hour, we could talk forever, but I'm sure that you have a, a busy schedule and um, we want to thank you for for uh, being available today um, with the um, gentleman who we kind of coordinated it with. It's It's been great to have you on and we'll do what we can with our podcast and, and with some writing that I can do to, to help support the event. So we really want to thank Alessandro Baroni, uh, the founder of Hypercar Invitational. It just everything you've talked about is just spectacular so thank you for what you do and we hope that year four will you know provide a lot more of um, the donations and the fundraising for for make obviously make a wish Make-A-Wish, a very great organization so thank you for being our guest on the weekly driver podcast
1: guys thank you I really enjoyed talking to you likewise thank you take care cheers
0: Bye